Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Hello and welcome along to the Rugby Pod, brought to you as usual by our good friends at Guinness. We've just confirmed some of our Guinness Six Nations live shows for 2020. So if you're struggling for a last minute Christmas present, why not give the gift of the pod to that special someone and bring them along to a live show in 2020. The schedule is Edinburgh on the 6th of February at the Pear Tree. All right. Dublin on the 19th of February. Top of the morning. Flatiron Square in London Gavna, on the 4th Gavna. of March. And the depot in Cardiff. On the 5th of March. Boyo. Boyo. Oh, the boyos are one. We should say, if people are giving these presents for Christmas, that means they're shopping on Christmas Eve. That makes you... A great bloke. A gr- similar to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all awesome venues as well. Um, and uh, we'll have a very special guest at each venue and a free pint of Guinness for you as well when you turn up. And last but not least, we've opened pre-registration for a live show in Belfast. So details of that, along with all the other shows, are on eventbrite.co.uk. Just search for the Rugby Pod or check out our social media channels. And as always, a massive thank you to Guinness for helping us make these events happen. Well, that's what I just popped a can of Guinness, didn't I? You did. Very nice. That's how you live your life. And talking to Guinness, yes. first thing we need to do is take a big shout out, give a big shout out mm. to our man, James Metcalf at Guinness, Diageo. Yeah, met us. He got married at the weekend. Did oh, he, he? did. He Another did. good man has gone down, boys. Well, what do you mean he's gone down? Well, he's gone down that path to get married. Oh, so congrats to Metz. Yeah. He's punching way, he's got plenty of weight as Metz, but he's punching way above it as well. So uh, Mr. Metcalf is now a married man. Yes. Mm. Good luck. <laughs> hey, uh, it is Christmas time. We've got some Secret Santa presents to, to open. Should we Should we get into that now, do you think? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Should we have we open? Yeah, I've had a bit of a problem with mine, I'll be honest. Um, oh, what's happened? I left, what it, I left it at the, um, the establishment. I left it at the house. You haven't Didn't you do this last year? Uh, no, I brought mine last year. I did. So, Goody, I'm going to send yours now via WhatsApp so you can see what I bought. Oh, you got me, did you? It's supposed yeah. to be Secret Santa. Well, but don't, no, God, I, mean, mate, yeah. I mean, don't worry about it. Yeah, but I want to let everyone know what I've bought you. Before I say it, let me try and work it out. Is it going to be a detox plan? Uh, no. Is it going to be some something healthy? Uh, please tell me. It's yeah. In, well, well, no. He- please tell me healthy, it's a, year, a year supply of Star Bars. Healthy. It, healthy is probably one way that you could put it. Is it a sweatsuit for the gym? I don't want to give it too too much away. <laughs> what is it, Goody? I don't know. If I'm allowed to use this word. Yeah, you are. Uh, basically, James has bought me a book. The title of the book is called. A book for a see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Can you say who the author is or who, where normally the author's name would be? What does it say? Uh, uh, the author is called You Are Welcome. His no, name is You Are Welcome. No word of a lie. No shit. The author's called You Are Welcome. And the book now, actually says, it says, the ideal gift for that see you next Tuesday in your life with inspirational quotes to remind them that they are indeed... I'll see you next Tuesday. Why are you being horrible, Jim? No, no. So on the back of it, this is what got me. The back of it says, a book of inspirational quotes for the see you next Tuesday in your life. Reminding them that they are indeed ac- um see you next Tuesday. <laughs> you are welcome. Exclamation mark. I saw, the, I saw it, stood out. I was like, Merry Christmas. I don't know what he's trying to get out here, to be honest, but... It's neutral respect. Is it because he can't read and he wants me to read him the book about himself? Well, I think that's perhaps what it is. Please. Because he had a very good maths teacher, but apparently his English teachers at Cannon Court were absolutely shite. We called him Sweaty Betty. <laughs> sweaty Betty. He used to sweat. What so. was his name? Bettington, Mr. Bettington. Oh, yeah. So, Betty, yeah, yeah, Sweaty Betty. You get it? Yeah. There we go. So I'll read you the book about you, Jim. Yeah. So, well, anyway, where's mine? I don't know. Who's it? So what's... Top of the pile. Oh, let me see this one. 
Uh, uh, it's for Jim. Well, that, so again, we're not going secret, Santa. You're yeah. basically saying that you've bought it. Might it be. It might have helped if you just written his name on it. There you go, Jim. Okay. It's, it's very light, actually. Need all ideas. I'm one of the best at guessing gifts. In my, we'll normally get a DVD or socks so it's shit, but... What's that, then? Lego. <laughs> Lego. I didn't wrap this, by the way. Well, the, bo- the box says Fabrez. Oh, Freebreeze, sorry. All right, it's double wrapped. Oh, here we well, go. That's, that's what threw me off to... The- Toothpaste, your breath is fucking hanging, Jim. I've got B4 teeth, remember, they're yellow. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing I can do about it. Guy told me on the tube. <laughs> Hang on. I've got Hey Ma Morri Hoid relief. What's that? <laughs> hey, um, who's Hemorrhoid relief ointment? <laughs> hemorrhoid cream. I've got hemorrhoid cream. Yeah, it's because you've always got piles. Cheers, mate. Actually, that is going to make me well happy with that. Thank you. Same as putting it on. And I've got a hemorrhoid relief uh, super, super stores. I've got hemorrhoid super stores. Hemorrhoid relief suppositories. Super stores. And I've got some suppositories. I've got a cloth to wipe it on. Wipe it on and wipe it off with. Oh, there we go. So I've got a cloth to wipe it on and off. And. Is that, I've got a pair of tweezers to pull it, pull it out. So they come that's, out if you put that cream on. That's to dissect your open cloth. Oh, I see. Because I had this conversation with Richie Ray when he had his foreskins taken off. Foreskins? Of the, <laughs> skin of the hospital. Foreskins? We should yeah. say, when he had his foreskin taken off at the hospital, apparently they put it in a tub. That's what it said. You know, like when you get um, your tonsils taken out, they put it in a... No, your umbilical cord. Sorry, the wrong thing. Mm. Um, and they put it in a test tube. Same happened with Richie Gray. He had his foreskin put in a test tube. Yeah. And, uh, it, and then what happened? He ate well, it. Well, he kept it home and put it on the fireplace, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> who put their foreskin on the fireplace? Well, who the hell would Richie eat Gray. it? That's what you just said. <laughs> anyway, so Andy Rowe, Merry Christmas. I've got the hammeroid um, suppository. What do I think they were? Superstores. Superstores. You said superstores. Oh, did I? Who knows? Hemorrhoid suppositories. Hemorrhoid relief suppositories. So Beck can, uh, Slip one of those in tonight into your uh, rear end. Merry Christmas, Andy Rowe. Merry Christmas. So, Secret Santa has gone down the pan, really. It's not so secret. It's just Andy Rowe's bought Jim a present. Jim's bought me a book that's not here. Uh, So, he sent me a picture of a book. Um, The only way is up, really, isn't it? What have you got? Well, this is is for producer Tim. And Tim's just coming away from just just pulled his pants up. Is that baggy jeans? It sounds like dog biscuits. That's what it sounds like. What is it? More Lynx Africa and FC UK um, deodorant. Uh, there are other ones out there with Lynx as well. I wouldn't say you smell as bad. Less stress. You wait until the baby comes. <laughs> My word. Okay, so I've got mine now. Oh, I've that's got two out. What have you got? Who's yours from? I'm hoping. Um, mine's from uh, producer Tim. Okay, okay, yeah, right, if we were to try and work it out. If you get any food, you've got to eat it. That's what I'm saying. I was hoping nah, for a no, selection I box. I feel this is a can of this can of that's, cat that's food. Oh, mate, rules is rules, mate. Why is spoiling it for? I smell it already. Why is spoiling Christmas for? I mean, I can smell a good can of cat food a mile away. There you oh, go. Where's the fork? This is gourmet gold. I told you it was good quality stuff. I told you now. Can you open it, have a smell, just say Make sure it is good. I'm not. Just, I'm not having that. Not, not now. No. No. That's his dinner. Christmas, Christmas day. It's Christmas, Christmas day. day, mate. That's post show dinner, it's is dessert. it? It's it's after the cheese board. Oh, what could this be? Lovely. What could this be? It's called Red Herring. It's a board game by the look of it. Oh, how fishing! It's a fish board game. Gone fishing. A red herring. The game of fishy definitions. Oh. Did you get it? Weird fish. Catch your friends guessing with words they didn't learn in school. What? Amazing, <laughs> mate. Educational for all of us. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. lovely. That's- we'll play that uh, in, in a couple of years. Have you got anything to say? Oh, thank you very much, Tim. How do you know it's from Tim? 
How do you know? Secret Santa exactly. is not so secret this year. I yeah. Think. Anyway, so how was your week, guys? You have a good week? Or? Um, how was the week? Last week, it's a bit of a blur, really. I spent the whole week with the twins. One of the nannies has left. Uh, the other one's on holiday. You know, so it was Super Dad last week. We had a live show, we should say, the week before. We missed last week's pod. Apologies for that. Logistically, it just couldn't work. But the week before, on the Thursday, we had a live show in Soho. Merry Christmas, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, Did, wow. I, I've just, I'm seeing light again. That is all I'm saying. Merry Christmas, everyone. So thank you to everyone who came to the live show. That ruined us up until today. Yeah, it was uh, it was a long one. Friday, the day after with the twins. Oh, my God. That was a hard day. At this time of year, um, it's all about the, the Christmas number ones, isn't it, with the, with music? Yeah. Everyone's trying to get that buble hit. Jim, you've been hard at work in the... On the on the pad, pad and paper, trying to trying to write down some lyrics. Have yeah, you, have you got something? Can you, for write, us can you write, Jim? Can you? Well, I, I can write what I can read. Okay, if you get what I mean. So Mariah Carey is number one at the minute. She's released a new video, um, accompanying video, which has now got up to number one. Robbie Williams has released a new album, which is very good. I listen to it. Boobs off the back of that as well is always very good. He's got uh, boobs. Robbie Williams has got boobs. I think so. Yeah. Okay. From, from what I've seen, um, and we are late in the day because this is going out Christmas Eve. Had a couple of logistical problems today. Mentioned Goody's presence at home, but he knows what he's got. I had the maracas and uh, the, this thing that you shake that's got like metal things in it. What's a tambourine? Tambourine as well that are at home. So let's pretend that we've got that. So I need you guys, because we haven't got the maracas mm. and we haven't got the um, tambourine, when I point, you have to go Christmas, like really like Christmassy. But we've got a beat. I've done my song. No, please don't, Jim. Enjoy. And Merry Christmas, everyone. This is going to be a shambles. Tim, hit it. Let's just hear you now. Christmas. Christmas. There you go, lads. Now you've got it. Ha ha. Guess who's back? That's right. It's me. It's Christmas time. So sit back and enjoy your tea. Christmas. Christmas. No, only do it when I point. Only do it when I point. Christmas time is a time for sharing. It's not a time for hangovers and swearing. Yes, that's right. Goody is sat across from me, playing the maracas as he looks at me. Christmas. I'm writing this song while I was wrapping my wife's pink thong. Christmas. Or is it a rap? Peel back. Woof. Christmas. Talking of woof and household pets, I have failed to mention the other co- podcast vet. That's you, that's you. Andy Rowe, who is a stick... No, you're not meant to say Christmas when I'm putting... Like, I'm, point- I'm like going short finger, go long finger. Right, okay. Andy Rowe, who is a stinky toe. I don't know why I said toe. It rhymes. Ho, ho. He isn't here for the last podcast of the year. It's all about our Christmas cheer. He has gone back to New Zealand with the fear. But you are here. Like we didn't think that you were going to be here. Logistics. Yeah, I know. Logistics. We got it wrong. Logistics. Logistics. Christmas. Talking of beer and the Christmas fear. Drink responsibly at this time of year. Guinness is the sponsor of our pod. Come Christmas Day, we'll all have dad bods, including our wives. I know that sounds weird to say these things. It's like pouring Guinness in your eyes. It stings. Yeah, don't do that. Don't pour Guinness in your eye. Drink responsibly. Christmas. Christmas. That brings me on to my partner in crime. Sec- sat next to me like a Christmas surprise. That's you, Goody, yeah? I have been calling you fat from the start. I want to say sorry and offer you a fart. 
There you go. Not really. I do love you with all my heart. It's Christmas and it's time to repent. The demons that started when you ate pancakes at Lent. See, because you ate pancakes because you've got a big belly and stuff, so I'm sorry. Christmas. Christmas. I'll get the beat, ready? Merry Christmas to all the listeners of our show. Spread some love at home and even to the people you don't know. Sometimes at Christmas, people get low and don't have things that we have all come to know. See, I'm bringing it back. It's good. Christmas. Christmas. Be there for one another and look after your health. Don't be that person in the dark. So stealth. You see, I've brought, you know, mental health's a big talking point and all that. Talking is good or even a hug. I will be asking my wife to shave her, um, not a rug, a head. A head. Head. Christmas. So Christmas is finally here. Loving the ones so dear. So come here, Goody, you big hairy bear. Merry Christmas to the friends of the podcast. And have a great fucking day. Christmas. 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 Yep, Bob. Yep. Why, um, why, why was your voice like that? That was your rapping voice? or? Uh, well, it's kind of singing rapping. I mean, so. our shit. I say it's more of a poem, so I'm trying to obviously mix everything. I thought you were in New Zealand. You're not. You're obviously here. So hopefully, I, I can, it might not get to number one now because Christmas is it's only one day before. I don't reckon it's not getting to number one because Christmas is one day before this gets released. But I love how that you've even thinking that I'm thinking that it might do. Again, you're deluded. Okay, well, but I, I, I accept your apology for calling me fat and morbidly obese. And apologies, but I did offer you a, my heart. A fart. Yeah. Yeah. See, it How long did it take you to write that? I wrote on the train down, so about an hour. <laughs> about an hour. But sometimes oh, it's hard dear. trying to get it with a beat and stuff like mm. that. And uh, Yeah, I think probably need to move on from that. that um, was, uh, any, that was anyway, horrific. Andy Rowe. Anyway, Andy Rowe, you didn't ask me about my weekend. Yeah, how was your week? Yeah, it was mate? good, thanks. Yeah, I was up uh, for the, the Just in the studio or? No, no, this, no. I wrote it down on the train on the way down, mate. Nice and quick. 1872 Cup, the big one. It was a very, very good game. I thought hashtag always Edinburgh were going to win. They didn't. Are you, are you always Glasgow now? Or? Nah, nah. Always Edinburgh, mate. Should have won. Robbed. Proper game, though. So, a bit of ruggers in my life over the, the Christmas period. How so, was it being up, back up there? Did you? Mobbed. <laughs> Mobbed. <laughs> Saturday. Stay up there Saturday night? Yeah, stayed up Saturday night. Get absolutely. No, no, no. Not after the What'd Christmas party on the 12th. Um, just trying to put a bit of food on my own. Is this because Beck's listening and you'll tell me the real story after? Matt, I'm hoping Beck doesn't listen off the back of that song where I've said that she needs to shave her uh, <laughs> head, 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 head. head. Um, so hopefully not. But no, I was up there and got back quite early. But it was good. Good to be involved with the Ruggers with. Premier Sports for the Guinness Pro 14. Goody, you were at London Irish versus Bath. How was that, mate? Well, let's go back a day. Saturday, what to Wasps? What? Well, well, Saturday, I just, you know, Saturday Sorry. I was up at the Rico Arena. Oh, God. Just 560 pe- people in the Andy Goode suite at the weekend. Biggest uh, corporate hospitality suite in the Premiership. So, uh, yeah, things things were good off the field. Next year, when you're playing golf, there ain't going to be 560 <laughs> people there. I'm telling <laughs> you now, mate. Anyway, let's fast forward. And I, I was BT Sport on Sunday um, down at the Majetsky Stadium. A bit nervous, actually. First time I've been to the Majetsky since I didn't sign there and got them relegated. But it was it was quite nice. I got a few people say hello to me and were nice to me. Because um, realistically, Irish were absolutely... One bloke even asked me if I fancied a game. I went, have you seen the nick of me? He goes, yeah, mate, you're looking good. And Irish got absolutely hosed. Um, so they peaked. Irish were all over the shop defensively. Um, work rate, errors they made. They got some good players. They were just Why were they shocking. so bad? Well, they, they went 14-0 down after about 10 minutes. 
And they just, their heads dropped. And then Bath, Bath were pretty good, to be fair. Mm. Um, it looked like a training run for Bath, really. It was a really bizarre game. They were 31-3 up at half-time. Uh, and Irish were poor. Well, we can have a chat now to one of the men who was instrumental in Exeter's win over Leicester. And in the run of form, that means they sit at the top of the Premiership table at Christmas time. Johnny Hill joins us. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. How's it going? We're very good, mate. Christmas on the horizon, and uh, we're worried for Goody. Anyway, mate, <laughs> let's get into a bit of ruggers, because you boys are flying top of the Prem, virtually through now the quarterfinals of the Champions Cup. So Christmas is going to be good for all you Exeter boys. How are you all feeling? Happy, obviously? Yeah, we've uh, just finished today's training now. Um, the vibe's pretty good in the, in the camp. Uh, obviously, we, we went through, done those four games of Europe, and they've gone pretty well for us and whatever, but the game at the weekend was was a massive test for us. We, we made eight changes and, and kind of, we, if I'm honest, we trained like a sack of shit last week. Nice. Um, honest. <laughs> we, uh, we we kind of got together Saturday, which is the most important day of the week, and we put it out there. And to be fair to Leicester, I thought they played really well first half. Powerful game. George Ford kicking corners, all sorts. And we kind of regrouped at half time and, and got away from them, which was which was brilliant, really, yeah. And watch, watching the game um, on BT Sport... Leicester, they, they, they started pretty ferociously and um, you soaked up a fair bit of pressure in, uh, in that first half. What was actually said at half-time, because it was a remarkable difference in the second half, it looked like you'd, you'd soaked up all their punches and then second half you just blitzed them. Yeah, well, I, I kind of said, a, we said a point at half-time about, like, every time they get a, a set-piece start point, a line-out attack, they were just running around like it was a training session for them, like exactly what George, George Ford and Ben Youngs want. And we just thought we just control what we can in terms of our skill sets and not give them the put-ins at the scrums and the put-ins at the line-outs and kind of controlled it with our own way. And we went from there really and, and just kept on top of them in the second half and it paid off. And I felt as if the game went even longer, we'd, we would have won by even more, you know what I mean? So... It was a good feeling. It was a good feeling to have that. And some of the D sets at the end there, we're just driving them back and back and back. It's it's kind of, Rob Baxter was pretty chuffed with that, I think. Yeah, he seemed it on TV. Um, last thing I'll ask you about the game then, your try got the bonus point, your fifth try of the year, you're in pretty good form. But how scary was it when Stuart Townsend flew in and, and looked at you so closely? Did you think he was going to kiss you? And how ugly is he with his tash and his hairdo? What's going on there? He's all right, mate. <laughs> his breath is worse than all that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> mate, hey, don't worry, I've got beef all yellow teeth, mate. Some guy told me on the tube. Was he, was he going to go in for the kiss or was it that awkward moment when you're just looking at each other really closely and you're thinking your breath stinks, mate? <laughs> I kind of blacked out from five metres out and then I kind of woke up and he's right there and I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but your form's pretty good, isn't it? Have you um, had any indication of any involvement with England again? I know you went on the tour to South Africa a couple of years ago. Um, any chat from Eddie Jones at all? No, nothing, mate. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, like um, He hasn't called me either. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's a slight contract. I mean, you know, what what is the crap with that? Let's just we'll go back and talk about the fight. You know, the, the tries that you're scoring because generally, when I was in them positions, I was getting screamed at to get out of the way. So you're in them positions, and I see you picking and going for a tall lad like my good self, probably slightly more athletic. You're not worried when you get into them positions that you're going to get absolutely pen knifed or not? Um, yeah, I am to be fair, <laughs> but again, it's. It's, it's kind of, we've got a bit of a system in there and obviously I can't, I don't really want to tell the world what it is and what not, but like we get in there and the lads, we're all energised to get in there and try and score tries and work together. So it's great fun doing it and a lot of teams don't enjoy defending it either. So it's um it's great fun. Like we're, we're spreading the tries out. The, I think the forwards have scored a lot more tries than the backs this year, which is uh, which is great to see. We've got, spent all that money on Stuart Hogg and 
He hasn't done much yet. No, he hasn't, mate. No, mate. He's getting talked to for Storm on TV every single week. I haven't seen him do anything, mate. <laughs> He's played pretty well. He's got shocking hair. His hair hasn't taken. But uh, let's talk about the group then. Obviously, it's a very tight group down at Exeter. We, we've spoken to a few of the guys over time on the podcast and you know, hear different stories about the naked bus, the, the initiations. But what does a Christmas week look like? like for for you guys in terms of this weekend's game it's a massive game coming up against Saracens but have you done a secret Santa you've obviously got Christmas day off is Rob Baxter giving you any more days off or is it just train um, train train uh, we've, it's obviously a bit different this week um, we've had a longer day today and then we've got a couple of days off in the in the middle of the week there um, but we, we got all the, the secret Santa business out of the way last week and kind of because we're so short for time this week get all that done last week and then we can solely focus on Saris for this weekend but Secret Santa was good last week. Hit us, hit us, come on. Um, should I just say there was some live game there? There was some live game, of course. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's right. You, hey, you, you, you got, you're from farming stock, if you, if you yeah, like, yeah, that's right. down there. So anything else, anything that, that wasn't moving or breathing that was quite funny? No. No, of course not, no. <laughs> mate, <laughs> I, don't, I, mean, I don't believe that. Christmas all. jumpers, you know the jumpers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, mate, <laughs> we need to touch on it, and we're not going to open you up on it because it has been a controversial subject. Me and Goody have spoken a lot about it, about the whole Saracens thing. But, I mean, naturally, it's always going to be a big game. This time of year it is always a tough time, as well as professional sportsmen around Christmas. And there was a lot of comments from Rob Baxter, you know, especially around Tony Rowe as well, about the kind of breaches and Nigel Ray not being welcome. I don't expect you to talk about that, but... You know, is there an added edge in terms of the club playing Saracens? Uh, I just speak from a personal point of view, and the finals that I've played against Saracens, I haven't. I've never walked off the pitch saying, "Oh, I'm gutted," but they cheated. Like it's, that doesn't make any difference to me. I personally, I play against fi- any 15, and I don't care. Like I, I back, I, I would have backed us to win and whatever. So like, <laughs> I don't know. We we pretty much won it last year albeit one or two different moments that we that we threw it away. So it's just going to be a nice opportunity for those guys to come down to us and enjoy a game at Sandy Park and, and we'll um, hopefully put them away. And then in terms of the culture, like at Exeter, a lot of people have spoken about, we've had Stuart Hogg, who's obviously come into that environment. We've had a few of your, your lads on the, uh, before, Nick White, Don Almond as well. You know, as a young lad, in the forwards, in the mixer, at the kind of, kind of coalface, what, what's the culture like down there? Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Um, well, I personally think that Exeter... It's different because like extras in the sticks, and whereas if you play for a London club, everyone's spread around, and we all live within about two or three miles of each other. So, and there's a lot of boys between 23 and 27. I'd say there's probably 25 to 30 lads of that age age group, and we all hang out together. And because we live in Exeter and not London, there's only like three coffee shops here, so we always find each other in, you know? So, like, whereas London's way more going on, these bigger places. So, yes, yeah, it's a great place to be, and the boys care for each other. And, I mean, last week we went over to um, Sam Hill's parents, cooked us a, a Christmas dinner, and there's 15 of the boys there, and we, we just had a massive feed up there. It was brilliant. I don't think that would really happen at any too many other clubs to be honest you know yeah no I can't think of it we didn't mention Steno as well he's got a bar down that neck of the woods as well which we're yet to go to we nearly went there yeah we, we did we yeah. did is he is Steno generous does he give the boys free beers free Guinness free anything they want down there or is he tight yeah pr- pretty good pretty good to be fair a few discount cars going around and um, I'm actually currently um, involved with with a cider for the uh, for the wooden spoon charity called Rib Tickler oh nice um, with with a few of the lads and we're trying to trying to sell a bit of that going around it's and it's uh get your hands on some of that boys um i'll send some up and you can try it and 
do what you want with it. Man, definitely. It yeah, yeah. What's it, so what's it called again? Where can we find it? The millions of listeners. I mean, it's going out tomorrow, Christmas Eve, so we, we might even get 50 million people listening. So for the, for the people that are wondering, where can you find the cider? It's called Rib Tickler Cider, made by Sanford Orchards. If you kind of Google it, sanfordorchards.co.uk, you'll find it on there. Um, and we've got our own uh, Instagram account as well. So Rib Tickler Cider. Man, I'll find that, mate. I, I do. I've googled rib ticklers before, mate. I'll be honest, but I didn't. I've not put cider on the end, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> mate, find I'm, it. I'm, I'm down with B, I'm down with BT Sport on Sunday, so I'm gonna try and find myself a pint of rib tickler cider. Last thing I'm gonna ask you: the footballs all used to bake for each other, didn't they? Cookies and cakes, and that's my sort of genre. Uh, cookies and cakes. <laughs> uh, is that still going on? Is there a cookie club that I can come and be an honorary member of, or is that all sort of gone by the wayside I now? Still, I think it still goes on, but ever since Tom Waldron left, it's kind of like. It's, it's it's gone down a little bit. I think there's a few lads still trying to trying to keep keep it going. Uh, Dave Ewers, Tom Francis, uh, Oli Devoto, smashing it in. To be fair, I think. And the opposite of Thomas Francis and uh, Thomas Waldron, people like that. The best looking guy down at Exeter, there's a young man called Henry Slade. He is oh, don't, absolutely. Don't, don't. Come on, he is though, isn't he? He's killing it on and off the field at the minute. How is he? And how beautiful He's is he when hair. you see him in the showers? He's got a hairy ass. Oh, has oh, he? Oh, he ruined he it. You can see that. Yeah. You can see that. See that might be the case, but you're never going to. Well, you, you might see a hairy ass. And his nickname's the Pip, isn't it? No, his, his nickname's Death Breath. Death Breath. Oh, oh you've just killed Mate, him. I tell you what. I, hey, you know how to bring a man. That's what they're doing, Exeter. <laughs> mate, you say how it is. Say it's humble. Not all the glitz and glam, is it, Johnny? Mate, you know the crack. I absolutely love that. So it's not all. It's not all glory for the lad. Keep this man humble. He stinks, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, Johnny, thank you very much for coming on the show. Best of luck with the rib tickler cider and also against uh, Saracens at Sandy Park, mate. Perfect. Have a good Christmas, Jen. Thanks very much. Cheers, Thanks, mate. Thanks. Come on, mate. Merry See Christmas, brother. See you Sunday. Merry Christmas. Good lad. Good lad. Good good lad. lad. Absolutely Judas and the boys. He's mate. got stinky breath. He's got hairy ass. I love it. He's mates with... Um, my best mate, Slug, Ravo, Ravo's arm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they uh, they were at Heartbreak together, I think. Right, question on, on you and Johnny Hill. Yeah. Do you watch Johnny Hill now and see the way he plays? And, like, he's quick, he's athletic. He he's scored a, a more tries this season than, than you, I've scored in my whole career. Exactly. Yeah. He is the new age of second row. It's a pure athlete. Do you look at him and think, I wish I could have been a bit like him? I'll be honest, every time I look at Johnny, I think small head. That's all I think. <laughs> Big shoulders, small head. I like <laughs> That's it. all yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mate's a good player. Hell of a player. Mate, very good. And, yeah. and consistently well as well. And, you know, we had Dev Toner on the show and we spoke about it. There's not many carcasses knocking about that, have, that are in that athletic, tall, gangly uh, formation. That, that are still doing it. He's and, not gangly, mate. He's big and strong nah, he, and quick. He's, and... he's got he's long levered, I should say. And um, mate, he offers something different. And look, you know, when you're playing in a team like Exeter week in week out, who are a forward orientated team around set piece, pick and go, and he's in there. I'm like Johnny, moving, mate. Does all right. I mean, he's talking about the the kind of science that goes behind it. He doesn't want to give away. Basically, they've got three people, and now you've got Sam Simmons who can carry any man through the contact mate, area. How hard is Sam Simmons as well? How good is he at carrying? Amazing. Because he's not that big either, is he? Wow. He's just so powerful. We were talking about him before his injury, weren't we? we were, I was questioning whether he had the credentials to, to be a top-level international. I didn't think he had, but this season, I'm seeing something slightly different. You, you're not. You're just you're seeing how good he is that everyone else could see, but there we go. Yeah, Johnny Hill, I reckon, I reckon he's a shoe, not a shoe-in, but he should be in the England squad in the Six Nations for me. The way he's playing offers something different. You look at Eddie Jones has said... He's going to change a few things. And, um, you know, the second rows in the World Cup were obviously Marrow, who's going to be a shoe in for the Six Nations this year. Cruz and Joe Launch, we didn't get a look in. Launch doesn't get a look in, but 
obviously Courtney Law's played yeah. a, a bit there as well. I'd go I'd go Marrow and Johnny Hill as my two second rows. If I was picking an England team right now, they'd be my two second rows. There you go, mate. Mm. But you're a knowledgeable ex international second row. I'm always biased, but people generally don't look at the game how I look at it. I'm set piece forward still. I've still got that in me. And yeah. watching the final against South Africa. Not because I wanted England to lose, I, I wanted England to Why win. Why did you want England to lose? I didn't, Why I didn't. horrible? But what I enjoyed about that game was, is that the set piece came to the fore again. And I actually thought the the game, part of the game that I loved and loved watching, loved commentating on, loved analysing, which was dying slightly, actually the biggest stage, the World Cup final, actually came to the fore again. And Exeter, I love watching Exeter play. I uh, used to, you know, the way that Leicester used to play back in, back in the glory days, spoken about it before. You know, and around Christmas as well, where the conditions are poor and you need to have that that kind of dominance so what game do I watch hey I watched a Benetton Zebra game at the weekend it what was are you doing with your life absolute blizzard what are you doing with it your was, life mate, watching that I like Benetton mate alright mate absolute blizzard I'm like that is ruggers that is what you want to see is a bit of ruggers so yeah I'm the same as you not just saying that because he's on the show he, he's got a real opportunity you know I don't know who for Launchbury maybe we shall see well, Exeter had to work for their win over Leicester on the weekend, uh, and one of the men that were at the heart of the fight for the Tigers, Alice Genge, is on the phone now. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. What's going on? Mate, you sound pumped, Genji. Loving it, mate. Hey, Christmas, mate. <laughs> it's, when, it's when the rugby's uh, the, uh, the, the hard yards. I know, mate. Coming back from Oval Park at five o'clock in the evening, want the, want the best day of my life, won't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go back to Saturday's game. Obviously, uh, we'll start off with the pre-match interview, which I absolutely loved. Um, I didn't, Harry, uh, Harry, I didn't know you could write. To be honest, first and foremost, I thought you, I thought you couldn't write. <laughs> it was Braille. I sent it down in Braille. That so. <laughs> was it Braille? Was it? So you yeah, sent him a letter. It, yeah, it was good banter, wasn't it? Obviously, you know, it's always good. I think to have characters in the game and and, and saying the sort of things you said, but actually getting into that battle, you against him at scrum time was good fun, wasn't it? Yeah, mate. Look, I get on like really well with Harry when we go to England camps. He's not everyone's cup tea's bit of a weird character but he signed as fuck and when for some reason someone wanted to interview me before a game then they asked me about Harry like, what, what, what am I supposed to say tell him, I mean? the tr- tell him the truth like, mate sent him a letter I sent him a Christmas card he's my mate and fucking everyone lost their mind about it I couldn't believe it is his name Harry or Harry I don't know I'm thinking I'm thinking it's <laughs> Harry now <laughs> Uh, it's Harry. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you know, Harry. The, <laughs> Harry? Um, so that, you know, this is the thing, and I'm, I'm with Goody, and we've seen like Marla uh, come out of his shell, if you like. He's always had a shit Mohican for uh, all his career, but he's come out, <laughs> and, and people are enjoying it. But you know, you're you're a character as well, played against you and stuff, and had a few interactions on the field as well. So not just on the field, but off the field as well. And the, the you know social media, which is you know the, the devil in some parts, but. There's been a bit of interaction off the back of that. And look, we know how hard you boys are trying at Leicester as well. And and you're obviously in a torrid time. But how do you deal with that? So, you know, you do an interview before, it goes viral, people are loving it. And then you look at social media after because you've lost the game and you're getting shit. Like, how is the modern day player dealing with that? Myself, uh, it doesn't really, it doesn't annoy me if someone's got a bad word to say, yeah, carry on, you're entitled to your opinion. It's like assholes, everyone's got one, as I've said before. But, at the end of the day, do you know what I mean? It's rugby. It's a game. And everyone's lost their mind over a pre-match interview. We've lost the game. I know that more than anyone. I was out there playing. You don't need people reiterating it on Twitter, like just peppering you, mate. It does my Sweden, to be honest with you. I think a few of the younger boys get a bit like, uh, 
not upset, but a bit like nervy about it. And it sort of gives you whispers at the clubs. And it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because media can be so good, social media and that. And at the same time, it can be so shit. Because if you're not doing great, as we're not doing great at the moment, although I do think the performance on the weekend was quite good in some regards, um, like it, it, it could shine a light on the club. But um, I'm not going to back away from people who smash their keyboards and start peppering me. Like, do you know what I mean? If you dish it out, you're going to get it back. Yeah, mate, completely agree. And you, you did the right thing. You, you acted how you wanted to act on an interview that you asked a question about, and I, I thought it was good value, good fun. Um, I've just, I did learn that you can write, uh, which was, which was great. But um, <laughs> look, looking at the game, then um, for for the first sixty minutes, Leicester, you were on point. You were aggressive. You were abrasive. You were winning collisions. You were dominating what people many people consider as one of the best teams if not the best team in the premiership and um there were some really good signs there weren't there how, how, how's the reaction been off the back of ultimately losing the game uh and training uh, today what what was the the noises coming out of jordan murphy and the coaches uh, genji don't tap and go tell me i did see the tap and go <laughs> nah um mate like I said, I think we played really well. There were some really good bits to, to pick out of it. I think Jordan Talfo for his home debut, he was pretty class, wasn't he? I mean, so, ta- um, tackle him. Good luck. Yeah, yeah exactly. Good luck. To- <laughs> All the best, you. Um, <laughs> but no, he, he was class and boys enjoyed it, I think. And then we sort of got to the second half. And as you said, probably the best team in the Premiership at the moment. Um, well, on paper, they are at least. So they just got the got the knack, haven't they, mate? To be honest, they know how to win away from home. And I'd say everyone probably was right on us off going into that game, but we, we had full confidence. We went out, executed our game plan to the best of our ability at the first, first 40. And then the, the second half, uh, just didn't really go, go to plan. Mate, when they start picking and going, they, they're hard to stop, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? Mate, they are, mate. It's all about discipline, isn't it? And, and keeping them at you, yeah. you 22. But anyway, that's too, that's too deep into the rugs. Let, let's just have a look at a kind of overview of, you know, the season going forward, mate, because Leicester, you know, you're not in a great position. Obviously, Surrey's a bottom of the league and, and having 35 points deducted. But kind of collectively, what's been said? What's the what's the mood like? How are Leicester going to get out of the hole that they're kind of in at the minute? As a player that's at the coalface, clearly matters to you. You know, you're tapping and going, not because it's a ridiculous thing to do, it's because you want it. So as a player that yeah. wants it, h- how are you dealing with that as, as a group? There's ups and there's down, as you, uh, as you know. Um, as a player, it's, it's tough some days more than others. This week on this Monday is probably one of the harder ones just because we, we really could have won. But we're, we've got two more games now over uh, this sort of Christmas period that we're, we're really targeting and we can get two wins there. Then we're not looking in a bad spot. I mean, all the, all the heat's on us because everyone, well, you sort of expect us to do, to do better than what we are, if you know what I mean. Everyone always sees Leicester as that club that won all the titles, et cetera, et cetera. And we've got the plan in place and, and that belief to get back to the the top of our game. But um, as you said, it's not happening at the moment for whatever reason. Um, but internally, and we've got the right people in place, I do believe to, to put the put the club back to where it needs to be. Yeah, there, there's some really good positive signs from the weekend. And there's a lot of players in that team. You could see it cared. You could see it mattered. And, you know, when you've got Manu on kick returns, you're like, good luck to you, your man. Um, <laughs> so there are, you know, there, there are going to be good things. And I'm hoping the big game this weekend down at uh, Harlequins that you can absolutely obliterate them, to be honest. Um, yeah, hero. Which should be good. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the squad then. Obviously, you know, it is tough at the minute with, with results and stuff. But there's some good characters in that squad, isn't there? Um, Christmas parties, you had Secret Santa. Or any of that fun and games been going on? Yeah, we had Secret Santa. Um, when did we have that last week? Harry Wells organised it. it. Was 
fucking atrocious oh, really? organization. <laughs> hey, he's he's uh he's really gone down in my rankings as a I thought he's a really well organized bloke and then he served up absolute tripe for the Christmas pie, uh the Secret Santa. So um now the presents were actually good. on my life I'm looking at mine right now. It's uh, I got a Marvel comic lava lamp. Uh, one of the better presents. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, Jake Kerr got a book full of excuses because uh, it's never his fault. Is that, is um, that sort of guy, is he? <laughs> nah, he's all right. He's all right. He's just, uh, he's Scottish, isn't he? Sorry, Jim. No, sorry, um, man. sorry mate. I didn't, I didn't get it, but I do know. It's just for a <laughs> um, Nah, yeah, there was, there was a good bit of ban. Uh, seen a few of the videos from the boys to get to the other club, but um, yeah, Wells needs to step up his game for next year. The Christmas dinner was decent, though. Man, that's all that matters. Um, talking of Christmas dinner and reading on social media, that's how we live our lives now. What are you doing Christmas Day? Are, 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 you, are you sorted Christmas Eve? I heard you might be doing something um, nice for charity or um, for yeah, the homeless. Yeah, I, uh, I, <laughs> I tried to get into... I wanted to get into a, the, the soup kitchen and, and serve us some grub and... I rang three places up and they yeah, honestly yeah. told me that, that, yeah, sorry again, do you, you're, uh, you're bottom of the league with that one, yeah. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> no. Um, but, um, they said, uh, they said that they were full up. They got all the volunteers. It'll be great to hear. And then I said, can I make some donations? Then instead I bring down food and they said, no, we've, we've got enough. <laughs> 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 I, I, oh, mate, I was on the other end of the line. I was like, I, I the fuck do you not want more food? But yeah, I got in touch with someone in the end and uh, I'm doing that on Christmas Eve. Then I'm at the children's hospital. But you're only allowed to give out plastic gifts, which I didn't know. So I had to take a load back. Um, the old cuddly toys won't be going down well because they've got to be able to get washed and reused. So, so where, 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 where are you Christmas Eve then? So, so where are you going to be exactly? It's a soup kitchen in St. Paul's um, in Bristol. If anyone wants to come down. Uh, and then I'll be at the children's hospital from 2.30 till 4.30. Because we train tomorrow morning, Christmas Eve. Yeah, I'm there from 2.30 till 4.30, so I'm going to have to bomb it down the M5, hopefully beat the traffic. And uh, yeah, that'll be me. And then Christmas Day, I'll have a nice bag bowl, probably. No turkey? Oh, I'm not a fan, mate. Turkey's a dry meat, isn't it? It's not if it's fried in olive oil, is it, Goody? <laughs> <Mate, laughs> let me tell you, my chef at my house cooks it very well. Cooks it very well and moist. Um, <laughs> there's obviously a load of chat at the minute uh, about some of the players at Leicester come out of contract. You know, you're massively uh, involved with things uh, at Bristol, not the rugby club, but that's the heart for you in terms of where you grew up and everything. Yeah. Uh, there's obviously a pull there, isn't there, between clubs? And, and can you enlighten us on, on where you're at at the minute in terms of contract negotiations? Yeah, I'm quite open about it all. Um, I'm not, I don't really shy away from this. I find it quite weird how people don't like talking about contracts. I think it probably stops rugby progressing in, in some regard. Like everyone knows how much people earn in football and that, but then people don't. It's a weird, do you know what I mean? It's quite weird that we, we don't get paid like mental dose so everyone gets real touchy about like speaking about, ah, oh, maybe I see it in a different way. Yeah, I, um, I, mate, I, well, I remember I was at Saracens and there was talk of them breaking yeah, the cap because yeah. they wanted the best yeah. players. <laughs> Jim's, Jim's I don't keeping, know how, I don't know how I got paid what I got paid. Mate, but. Jim's keeping quiet because he's, he's still got that house in Luton, that one bed flat. <laughs> Have you re-signed um, Genji or what, mate? What's the crack? I uh, I haven't, I haven't got anything done at the moment. Uh, still, still up in the air, but I'm, um, I'll be honest with you. I probably want to. Well, I do want to stay at Leicester, and as long as we can come to an agreement, then hopefully, hopefully that'll be me. I want to go back to Bristol as well, but someone released a silly article the other week in the paper about some some false acts. 
so I had to set them straight as well. Oh God! Um, yeah, didn't really, didn't really go down too well. But he's, he, he, he knows what he did. Yeah, well, Simon Cohen's an avid listener to the pod, mate. So we can get you a get you a six yeah, on the front of that. Earlier. He was uh, he was at Oval Park earlier. He was in the hot tub, so uh, I had a coffee. <laughs> <with him. laughs> Simon, Simon Cohen in the hot tub, naked. Drain it. Like, Drain it afterwards. Uh, but um, now, nah, yeah, contracts. Are talk, the talk's going well with Leicester, so hopefully um, something gets announced over the next few weeks. Just going to ask you about your baby rhino clinic as well, because um, that's got a lot of the boys uh, following it and pushing it out. And just give us a bit of detail on on your coaching clinics and stuff that's going on as well, mate, because I think it's brilliant that what you've set up. Yeah. Um, so the first sort of plan for it was literally just to be grassroots and then i realized my bank account wasn't gonna last forever so i had to charge some money it's all done at my first club i ever played at which was old reds um so it's quite nice that um everyone gets down there and the pitches and stuff but the the idea behind it is is that we do a few free sessions so i've actually got one for my friend lloyd russell who was my mentor in school when i was not the best behaved he would take me around Bristol and, and do stuff for me play snooker and that he was a nice bloke um, and he actually does a lot of the homeless work so that's how I got involved with all that and we're doing a session for them on it's a Thursday I don't know what Thursday of the month it is but we're doing that outside the Marriott Royal in Bristol City Centre so we're doing one of those with the baby right now um, hopefully they <laughs> they can play rugby some of the homeless people but if they can't then we'll, we'll try to teach them um, my mate Henry Harper is uh, he's the head coach down there and he's he's good with kids um, they seem to laugh at him just as much as I do so um, <laughs> yeah they enjoy his company but the whole the whole sort of ethos behind the Dave Rano thing at the moment it's not obviously taking over the world but I, I, in the end I do want it to, to sort of push out and have all these kids who didn't have the opportunities when I was younger to, to be able to sort of not not necessarily the hard knocks sort of campaign that went on, but just have that that pathway in, into rugby. Um, if I could do that, then I'll be able to say I've made a little impact on the, the game we all love and treasure. Good on you, Genji. So, Good on you, mate. You're good man hey thank you very much for coming on the show best of luck uh, with that baby rhino stuff and the um also with the, the soup kitchen christmas eve and the children's uh, hospital uh best of luck also for the the quins game and, and for the rest of the season mate and the contract negotiations and making sure you turn your lava lamp off as well <laughs> yeah. at, at andy andy's got a proper high-pitched voice on the phone hasn't he? he has yeah, yeah. He has, mate. Yeah. Yeah. he's a kiwi mate we don't like him <laughs> take it easy <laughs> good man genji top man yeah, keep doing what you're doing mate it's awesome cheers boys thanks Good lad. Top lad. Good lad. Yeah, I mean, genuinely, when you look at that interview at the weekend and the heat that people are giving him on Twitter, and then you actually hear the stuff he's doing around the soup kitchen, around the, 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 the children's hospital and things like that. I mean, what a bloke. Well, the thing is, it's because Leicester are losing. That, that, that's the thing, isn't it? So people are looking at it, and the world that we live in is if he would have said them things in one then it would have been how the Marler stuff went you know with the clickety clock and the horsey bant bits and ride a horse pre-match he's been asked about playing against Harry Williams Harry and he sent him a he, you know he's had a bit of banter a bit of jovial light-heartedness and because it's the UK this is the ridiculous. world that we live in I thought it was brilliant I thought it was a brilliant you want characters in the game and he is a character you know there, obviously there's a line where the character has to be and not step over in any walk of life but I thought it's br- I loved it 
Yeah, speaking to Deeks as well, who is now stepped up again to the mark for Leicester because Bakewell's been uh, sacked. He said, loves working with Genji. He said he's a guy that fronts up and knows that people want to take a pop at him both off the pitch, but on the pitch because the way that he plays. I played against him as well. And I was he's thinking, hard. I'm thinking, who's this blowbags walking around, sitting people down left, right, and centre? Who did he sat? They sat down Dylan Hartley. Do you remember off the back yeah. of the line? Yeah. So I think that's where Baby Rhino came from because it was Nick Mullins on commentary, I think, who called him that. Um, and obviously now he's the work he's doing with Baby Rhino as well. His his, his company is pretty good. But yeah, but that's what he said. He said he fronts up. He said he's a guy. Literally, you say run for that wall, he'll run through the wall. Like that's that's just his character. And he, he spoke about it there. He's a man from my own art. The upbringing that he's had probably wasn't your stereotypical way into into rugby. And he's giving back now. And I love what he's doing. Do you reckon he had a good math teacher as well? Mm, I don't know. Did you have a good math? I don't know. We, well, his name's Harry. He's calling him Harry, so he's missing the H off. Without being English, that's English. Babe. That's English. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what a bloke, though. Yeah, fair play. And like, we should talk about Leicester as well because they were significantly better. Do you mm. know what I mean? And extra are a good team. And I expect Leicester to, to play like that because you look at the names on that team sheet. I, I don't know if I spoke to you before the game or, or we text about it or or whoever, but I spoke to someone about it. I said, "Have you seen Leicester's team? It looks ridiculous." Yeah, brilliant team. It was. Tafu are hard as you like. Yeah, but he's been he's had concussion issues and, and stuff like that. And all you want is them to front up. That's it. You want them to front up and the results will look after themselves. And that's the thing with it. You're watching the game and we've spoken about Coley on here before. And some games you've gone, Coley, you know, you can't see what he's trying to do for Leicester. And, you know, is the effort there and all that. Every player wanted it, didn't they? And it, it seemed like it cared massively to them. The hard thing for the coaching staff is to make sure that's the energy and that's the the amount that the, the boys are putting out on the field week in week out they've got another massive stage this weekend to do it on against Harlequins the big game down at Twickenham and there's nothing better I never played in a big game but there's nothing better I reckon being the away team in that and, and making a massive statement and beating Harlequins because there's 75,000 people at Twickenham most of them are going to be Harlequins fans or jumping on that bandwagon because Harlequins are the home team and you've got people like Genji I'm looking forward to watching it again seeing Genji Seeing what he comes out with, maybe he'll come out with an interview about Sinclair because he's going to be playing against him, and you know they're obviously, they're obviously good mates as well. So it'll be interesting. But Leicester were a lot better. George Ford played very well. Taufu, I mean, poor old Stuart Og. Taufu catches that crossfield kick. Just get your head down and then hope you get sat down. <laughs> hope you get sat down and you don't get knocked out. He lost some more hair, didn't he, in that tackle? He did, mate. Yeah, he took it over the line with him. Well, Exeter sort of only sort of scraped past them in the last uh, last half of the game, but they're going to have a lot harder this weekend against Saracens. What did you make against Saracens against uh, Bristol? No bigger challenge, really, than going to Allianz Park against a fully loaded Saracens team. Here we go. Um, and I say fully loaded, it, it near enough was, bar injuries. The best player, Saracens' best player, was Max Malins. Me old shrek. Has he got a shrink? Horrendous. He? But he looked awesome. Yeah. Um, he's, he's been injured all, all season because um, Manu Vanapola, who, as we know, is the 10, who is cousins with Billy and Mako, and with a name like Manu and Vanapola, he best be good. He is very good. So he's been playing 10. So Max Mainly's normal position is 10. Is 10. Yeah. He has a shoulder injury, so he's not played. And I, I don't know, because Matt Gallagher's been playing 15, the young lad for them. He played in the Storm this week, so I thought he might have played. But Max Malin's absolutely carving up. I just didn't know. When he was at Sarries, well, he is at Sarries. When I was at Sarries, and he was there, and he was a young lad coming through. Were you at Sarries? Yeah, I don't know if I said. Mm. Um, two-time European champ. And two minutes when, each comp. When I, looked at, when I looked at him, I just didn't think he was big enough. Yeah. In terms of 
profile. So you're looking at someone, you'll be like, oh, is, is he big enough? Um, but carved up at the weekend. Any chance he could be an England call-up? Nah. Well, if you go on, if you look, if you go on Mark McCall's comments saying that you know he reminds him of a young Bowden Barrett, I mean, how much praise? Yeah, it's praise. Can, but can, the, can you get? I mean, you look Anthony Watson, Elliot Daly. Yeah, we're, we're well stocked in terms of fullbacks um, in reality. And I mean, listen, this is breakthrough year, really, isn't it? In, in the Premiership, and Saracens were very good. Brad Barrett, talk about a Barrett. Brad Barrett, oh, good. a couple of touches of absolute breeze. He's grubber kick. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't think he had that in his locker at thirty-eight years old. <laughs> but he was he was brilliant and you know there's still going to be questions I'm so excited to get down to Exeter on Sunday because that atmosphere is going to be raucous and there's still question marks over the salary cap let's not push that to one side anymore I don't like it being horrible but Saracens have you heard who's in the market for a Leicester player that might be leaving have you heard or not what Saracens are trying to sign someone else yeah I mean where, where's the space in the salary cap Johnny here? May oh my Let's talk to Johnny I mean, May going to salaries. You, right, you're talking about salary cap. And I've <laughs> got to be honest. Hey, hang on. I've thought Look. about this again. Because it's still, it's going to continue throughout the year. Until. Only with you. And no, everyone, it's not everyone, else, everyone, well, it's else, not... well, everyone else has forgot about it. No, they've, they haven't. They've been punished well, so, 35 points. So they've been fined what a, a Premier, lot of What have Premier Rugby done this year? They're looking Sorry. into them still. What have Premier Rugby done this week? They're still looking into them. So yeah, they, they've so, got someone so, basically living with Nigel. <laughs> exactly. But you, you name me a player in that squad over the last couple of years who has taken a pay cut to still play that. The only player I could possibly think of is Richard Wigglesworth because of his age. And he's now going to a bit of coaching as well. So anyone else that's re-signed, their value has gone up and up and up. Yeah. So you look at other clubs who always say, well, you know, take Harlequins right now. Sinclair, from what I hear, has signed for Bristol because Harlequins can't offer him the money that he wants there that Bristol are offering him because they can't fit it in their salary cap. No player's ever left Saracens because of that. And you look at the other players, so we talked about Max Malins earlier, Nick Tompkins, yeah. these sort of players, their value has gone up. So they might have been on 30, 40, 50, 60 grand couple of years ago. How good is Nick Tompkins? Yeah, they're now on 150. Yeah, but... And, and this is yeah, the thing, but they all keep them within the squad. Yeah, well, this they don't is, lose players. But everything's come out now. Because they're, like, they're breaking the salary It's cap. all out in the open. So they've got Steve living with Nigel, who's from the yeah, salary cap board so, or commission. So from commission. anyone that's never played for Saracens and from anyone that has got no part of Saracens club at all, they're looking at that squad going, there's no way they can still be under the salary cap if they've broken it for the last three years. That's all I'm saying on it. Well, Dickie Jones has tweeted in, with Saracens and Leicester at the bottom of the premiership, does that secure ring fencing this season and will it see the end of the salary cap? Well, you didn't put Wasps into that as well. You just yeah, said Leicester. Wasps were down there as well. Mate, what is happening with Wasps? Let, let's Come go, on. No, no, let's no, go no. back to... No, no, let, let's, let's talk go about back. it. From what I hear, and I don't know whether this is 100% right, ring fencing has to be agreed before the premiership season starts. They can do what they want. So you, you can't bring it in throughout the halfway through the season. Or I suppose if you want to, all the 13 clubs that are stakeholders in the Premiership, so that's the 12 Premiership clubs now and Newcastle, all have to agree to ring fencing. But in reality, CVC are involved, Premiership Rugby, if they want to and, and everyone agrees it, they probably can. Uh, but the way the, the regulations are written at the minute, they can't. So someone, as it stands, is going doon. Wasps. Goody. Oh, don't worry, the suite, the suite was ram-packed. Ram Twenty six thousand at the game. Six or you said twenty six thousand on your Instagram story. Was there six thousand or twenty six people? Twenty six thousand in the stadium. Got no fans. Some fans that were there are calling for Die Young to be sacked. Goody. Uh, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Why? The, the facts are okay. So let's let, we're talking finances. We've just spoken again about Saracens. No, no, we're not um, talking finances. We're, t- we're talking on the field. Yeah, we're talking finance. Yeah. So we, yeah, yeah. But, so part of on the field is finances of a club, yeah, which. But, 
Wasps are spending nowhere near the salary but cap. The, yeah, but what would the, but this has got nothing to do with salaries. This is a completely different thing. I'm not thing saying now. it's got anything to do with salaries. I'm you saying... You're talking about well, salaries. So, so Saracens have won the Premiership for the last three years because they've yeah. broken the salary cap yeah. and they've had the best score. And Wasps are nowhere near that. Well, they were top four, but... So they tried, They wanted the... The owner, Derek Richardson, wanted to win the Premiership and if it wasn't for Nathan Hughes giving a seriously stupid penalty away with 30 seconds to go the game against Exeter in the final, they'd have won the Premiership. And then since then... You're looking at a club where Derek Richardson, the owner, is just putting money in to keep it afloat. Because every club, we, we, we've said it on here before, 50 million quid was lost collectively by the Premiership clubs last year as businesses. So Derek has got the, the right as the owner to see what he's keeping, putting in as the, as the owner to, to keep the, to balance the books. Um, and he wanted to, he wants to trim money away from the wages, from, you know, things around the club to make it more sustainable for him. And with that, Guess what? The the quality of the squad's dropped. We've we've lost Vili Larue. We've lost Elliot Daly to a lot more money at Saracens. There's a number of players that have gone. So you're looking at the squad quality now, and I've said it that the squad this year, in terms of numbers and quality, isn't as good as it has been over the last few years, and that's because they're not spending up to the salary well, cap. That shows, so they've got no ambition then. It's not yeah. ambition, mate. It's well, it's, it it's an owner. That's, yeah. The owner has the right. Yeah, of course. Whether he wants to put in ten million quid or six million quid or four million quid, how much he wants to do, that's that's his prerogative. So, so, so the the wasps need a new owner. Absolutely not. Clearly. Well, they, they do. Well, why do they need a new owner? Because, well, okay, because they're going to get relegated. So get... if you, hang on, let me talk. So if you've got an owner that doesn't want to put money in, so therefore... He's not, no, he, just, he, sorry. doesn't want to put as much as he, he has done. Okay, so he doesn't want to put the money in that needs to have a successful team, then that shows there's a lack of ambition. Does that make him a bad person? No. But in order, th- this is what sport is. It costs money. And to be a successful rugby team, you've got to spend money that you're not going to make back because commercially, it's not viable. They're diabolical on the pitch. I wouldn't say they're diabolical. Mate, you, got, you lost to London Irish in the first game of the it was, season. That was a poor performance. At, on, on Saturday, we were 17-0 up, yeah. playing some really good rugby. Um, and then we get given us a couple of soft tries. Harlequins then take control of the game. Their driving game was good. We had a couple of opportunities at the end to win it. I saw Wayne Barnes on Sunday. Uh, Elia, Elia rips the ball out of a ruck, uh, changes Barnes. Barnes, he didn't see it. Could have been a penalty. Fine margins. Fine. Uh, but Wasps are where they are because where the squad is. That's what I've said. They've got a smaller squad with less quality. So they've I've got always no said, ambition then. So that's what I'm saying. So, so, well, it, so, so it, now, it depends, what you, it depends what you define ambition. Of well, course, everyone goes into every season wanting to win the Premiership. Or be in Europe. Or be in Europe. But the reality is, there's 12 clubs trying to do the same thing. And, you know, if you ask Die Young, would he want the squad he's got now or the squad he had four years ago, he'd take the squad he had four years but ago. But there's a big difference though, isn't there, mate? You lost to Edinburgh back-to-back. I don't I don't get how you lose that quality in your squad, how you expect at all to be competing with, with, any, with anyone, really. I don't think you can question someone's ambition. There's ambition of starting a premiership season and everyone wants to win it. But there's a reality of trying to keep a club from just relying on a one person putting in millions and millions and millions of quid to keep it afloat and actually looking at the business model and trying to make the business model more more sustainable. And yeah, you're not going to win the premiership by doing that yet, but you make the business model more sustainable and then he's not putting in as much money that he's losing and then you hope that the business can grow off the back of it with different parts of it, which can then go back into the playing squad. Can you apologise um, for hashtag always Adam repeating them back to back, which I say... <laughs> I oh, mean, you got a penalty towards the end. I mean, it, it was a nine-seven. Can, 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 can you? Can Are we you, going back to that or what? Edinburgh second team. Well, let's go back to um to, to what you've done wrong on this podcast, then, James. Why, what have I done? Well, you caused a massive fight between Munster, the Doctor, and Saracens players. Why? Well, I've what? got it on good authority that the Munster Doctor listens to this podcast, and because you called me fat and obese and morbidly obese and 
why so fat look at your tits and all this stuff he's taken that as that's all right in ruggers and the, the big fighter up so are you going to apologize for what you've said on this podcast james this world does not like honesty <laughs> whatever that munster man has said to jamie that involves weight how can you argue <laughs> i mean how, how can he argue jamie it's maybe the context that he said we don't know there's talks of him saying that they're cheating if he's called him fat you can't say fat if he said morbidly obese <laughs> fine i don't think you can say that either but yeah, anyway of course you can so who's going down, Goody? Uh, London Irish. <laughs> <laughs> You're horrible. Well, someone's got to go down. Man, I'm, I tell you now, I'm looking at it now. Look, I, London Irish's performance, you might not be far wrong, big fella. Well, should we move on to uh, Sale Northampton? Would you Would you guys make of that game, guys? Sale Northampton, I watched this game and the first 20 minutes of it, I'm sat there thinking, thank fuck I'm retired. And I did think about Jim because the way those forwards were ball carrying, it was physically brutal. And I thought, as a 10, you can hide from all that. But as a forward, are you glad you're retired now, Jim? Yes. Because you're watching the game and they're, you know, we spoke to Johnny Hill earlier, but they are absolute beasts, yeah, some of these boys. Because when I played, look at me now, over two years ago, you get away with not just me, Kelly Brown being another one, George Cruz being another one. Um, I'm trying to, I don't want to open many other people up. Will James when I was at Gloucester. Well, been horrible. Um, take the ball into contact. And if you get touched, hit the deck recycle the ball <laughs> now even when the teams are exiting out of their half i'd be thinking get to the 22 do not go over the 22 if anything get a smash back 10 10 meters Negative to get yards, back yeah your carries so you can get the kick away now they're trying they're literally in their mind many south africans they are trying to absolutely maim their opposite man to get over that gain line and to break break the line i'm watching it i'm like no <laughs> just step slightly even hand me off no they are going route one China Ching. Yeah, it was physical, brutal. And you know, you, you look at some parts of the game and, and we'll talk about Chris Ashton. Uh, what a wise man he is. Not a particularly good looking man. Very white, very pasty, ginger hair. But he's playing against Naira Voro. He was about three yards offside, but he's got a one-on-one with Naira Voro and he's thought, I ain't tackling him. Underlay, underlay, riba, riba. He's, going, he's thinking, I'm going for the intercept. Gets the intercept straight from nine. Kobus Reinach from the base, chucks it out to Naira Voro. Old Ashton reads it picks it off intercept under the sticks i thought it was about three yards offside but it was a brutal game um northampton were reasonable in parts sale were very good it took uh, gloucester a while but they saw off worcester comfortably in the end didn't they they did big turning point ryan mills friend of the show we'll say who knows friend of mine um absolutely shreddersville uh penalty uh, it was close up to them was it three all at that point and that was it yeah. gloucester one of the best teams this is me listening to the comms. This isn't something I know. And Tim, your notes, I didn't read this part of your notes because I didn't have that game. But Gloucester are one of the best teams when there's a Simbinning on the opposition to score points when there's a bit of space. And then when you've got a guy who's 12 on the wing. Uh, Shut me down as absolute, well, didn't he? Absolutely, mate, he did. You, mate, he tweeted him, he tweeted you back. How yeah. Did that make you feel good? Well, it's respect. Lewis Reese Dammit. Are you English or Welsh or Scottish? And he just he, came I didn't, back. I didn't mention Scottish. Are you English? I just said, are you English qualified? And he came back with the Welsh flag. And then He's I a dragon, went, mate. I went back with 25 grand a game, mate. You're English. And he, he private messaged me and said, yeah, I'm, I'm up for it. Did he like that tweet if, or not? <laughs> if it's 25 grand a game, I'm up for it. But just don't put it out on Twitter. So I'll put it out to the millions on our podcast. How quick? I mean... <laughs> He's ridiculous. Absolute rapido. That one uh, two weeks ago or the week ago when Cipriani's intercepted it. Cipriani's pretty quick. And he's caught him. He's jogging and caught him, Bruce Samet. Uh And then the tries that he scored at the weekend wheels, but the one he created for Chris Harris. Um, Cipriani's, yeah, Cipriani's kick across. Then he puts a li- takes it, puts a little grubber in with a ridiculous offload. It was, uh, he's, he's quality. You don't want to talk too early, like we're talking about Johnny Hill because he's playing well for Exeter. Should he be 
England or whatever. Yes, there are arguments for that. That lad, from what I've seen, and I'm talking defensively as well, and his hunger, and I don't know much about winger positional play, but he must be good because Gloucester are playing him. But his hunger and his desire and his contact skills, like we mentioned the offload, the kicking contact, mate, 18 years old, he could be playing for Wales. He's not even shaving yet. He definitely ain't shaving. Not on, not a chance. He ain't even got hairy legs. But I think he tweeted me back, and I think he got 500 more followers after that. So, uh, well, you're, I think it's course, mate. It's you're welcome. Mate, it's Andy Food. You're welcome. Well, it is our last show of the year. I just want to um, let's uh, take a look back at 2019, shall we? What are your highlights being, lads? Should we peel back? Oh, I, um, sorry. <laughs> is that your breath or your peel back? I have no idea. <laughs> um, we can't go all the way back. Let's just look at the season. World Cup for me. And my segment, Japan Through Jim's Eye, also known as Jim's Jab Side. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. So, Any particular like... moments of the, the World Cup? That's I've there, got yeah. one. My favourite one in the World Cup was Jim in studio, ITV, with Paul O'Connell, winning his first ever line out against Paulie O'Connell with the wrong arm, and in the meantime, nearly taking out the whole studio as he slipped over. Whilst I had the shits as well, I won't <laughs> that day. No ban. Um, for me, my good friend, Sir Khaleesi, just lifting the trophy. I mean, you are so deluded. Jim. What he's done for South Africa, uh, I, was, I was proud. Brought a tear to me eye. Cody, your favourite rugby moment? Favourite rugby moment? Um, Saracen's getting caught on the salary count. Oh, here he is. Like, genuinely, that <laughs> is as well, isn't I it? I mean, I've mentioned it on how air much for about work, three or How much years. work, that I say that's my low moment, is the amount of work that Goody's gone in and making it really uncomfortable for us two working together and his mate Laura that they'd never spoke to when she came on the podcast. Oh, never spoke to him. Even though Goody got her on. <laughs> I mean, it was Trey Bazaar, but there yeah, we go. Uh, favourite moment? Um, I don't know, live shows, a Dublin live show when Jim absolutely bottled it when Devon Turner walked in. Yeah, that was good. I that enjoyed was good that. Fun. I mean, great of Devon Turner to come on, you know, and, and just put Jim in his place. What about personally, lads? Any personal highs for 2019? Or no. You're shaking your head. <laughs> no, none. I'm in it at the minute with the kids. Have you learned their names now? I joke about this, but, you know, It'd mean a lot to me if you've learned their names. I have learned their names. I had a moment last time with my messes, right? Uh, we were watching the Andy Murray documentary. We were watching the Andy Murray documentary and she paused it and she said, Jim, how are you? I says, what do you mean? She says, well, I'm watching this. And Andy, what Andy Murray's talking about, he's talking about retiring and he's talking about transition and he's talking about he's only ever known himself as a tennis player. And I've had a busy couple of years, as we know, retirement, trying to work out who I am, trying to find out where to live, as moving four times, having the twins. But we had a, we had a she paused and said, how are you? I, said, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. But, I mean, it's obviously a week after the live show, so I still, still, still had a bit of the beer fit. But um, I don't know, I've enjoyed all of it this year, but... I think you have a couple of years out of the game and you watch stuff where people have been successful. And I, you know, I was in the top 10. I was one of the greats um, of Scottish rugby. And yeah, like it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough on the other side. Well, uh, one of the things I really appreciate, and we, we mentioned it a bit on here, we do get a lot of messages and, you know, where if I'm on the train or wherever and people send you private messages of the difference that we make where we are a couple of clowns, but we have a laugh with it. We've got serious content as well. And you know, yeah, like my song. <laughs> we just try and do it to put a smile on people's faces and um i get i reckon i get at least two or three messages a week from people yeah, so i get two or three a day yeah <laughs> there you go. uh saying you know it puts a smile on our face i've had a tough year or you know you're making a difference it's it's good fun keep it up 
uh, you know, we got pelters last week, so we didn't do one because of various logistical issues. And it, people enjoy it, don't they? So getting out of the game and, and trying to find a pathway of what you're doing is difficult. But we have fun with it, don't we, Jim? We do. So when your missus asked you last night, yeah, how are you? Did you say it was six six months growth? So uh, yeah, it's all about, it's all about the book. I just asked her what she. So when she pressed pause, I was like, oh no, what does she know? Because <laughs> you said you know your life's all dictated to by how big your bush is. Exactly. I've sorted mine out, mate. I've got um, I've sorted mate. New Year's Eve, I've got a big party, mate. I've had to sort myself right. I had my haircut. Why did? Why have you had to sort yourself out for this New Year's party? Is that mate, New Year's? I'm going to Joe's Joe's house up in Scotland. Joe. Um, J.K. Rowling. Are you actually? Genuinely, yeah. Come on then. Yeah, got an invite through the post off Joe and uh, her husband Neil and me and Beck. We get a night away. We're going up to. Who's having the four kids? Uh, we, my sister's coming over. Bless her. She said, "Would it be hard?" I said, oh, "I'll be a breeze." The phone's <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, going up to Scotland, and the theme is steampunk. So I'm going to J.K. Rowling's house. Uh, she's a big listener of the show. So Joe, big shout out to you. And I'm looking forward to coming. I'll be on my best behaviour. Should we have a look at the rumour mill? Anything yeah, floating around, guys? Yeah. You got anything? Well, Goody just said to me that he's a Johnny May's leaving. He's going to Saracens. Oh, you boy, said so. that. Oh, did I? Is Mate, that I, true? I Johnny saw it today. I saw, John, it, saw it today on social media. Johnny May to Saracens. I mean, how are they affording that? I'm just going to question the... English qualified, Sar- losing Liam Williams. He's off to Scarlet's. Is that confirmed or not? Yeah, Is that confirmed. Another 400 grand. Boom, boom, shake the room. 400 grand. So we know we can work out what he was on at Saracens. He's a good player, mate. We always said. If you have a man in your team that can literally bunny hop a lorry, mate, what else do you need? Who's coaching Scarlet? There you go. Brad Moore. Brad Moore, but he's oh, off, is he? He's going to the Oakley's is, is, is that definite? Yes, Pretty of course sure it is. is. Well, he said he's bit. fighting with what to do, whether to stay in Thlethley or um, take the All Blacks job. I mean, <laughs> let me work this one out a minute. He's uh, off, boss. He's going. He is off. Mate, here's an interesting one. This Johnny Sexton one to Leon that came about last week. It's got legs, isn't it? I can see it. I can see it happening. You know, you spoke to Johnny Sexton in the swimming pool. He wasn't happy about me giving my opinion. Oh, I saw him at uh, Leinster last week when I was doing Channel 4. Did he say hello? He can't, we, we had a good chat. He's in Dubai actually this week. He told, he hey, told me. He loves it there, mate. Um, I love he, that, eh? He said to me, uh, have you straightened out that clown Hamilton yet? Why was I wrong? You were wrong, yeah. What, what was he I? He kept saying he was past it. He was this, he was that. Okay. When you I, were standing I, in the swimming pool with Johnny Sexton having a chat, did he know that you were urinating? Who knows? There's a lot of kids in the pool. So. <laughs> hey, <laughs> he does now. <laughs> he does now. Um, was I right? About what? About that he is on the downward slope. <sighs> mate, why are you being horrible, Jim? Mate, Still what a fantastic was your last, player. What was your last game for Saracens? It's not about me, though, well, is it? But you're talking about a downward slope. Your last game for Saracens was what? The European Cup final. Well, there you go, two minutes. And, you know, then you retired. So that's, it's not, that's, but it's that's not, your greatest ever achievement. But it's not me being horrible. He's 34. He's been World Player of the Year. He is one of the best players of our generation. There's going to come a point, like Dan Carter, like Wilkinson, like some of the best tens we've ever seen, some of the best players. There's going to come a point where he ain't as good. And we're yeah. at that point. Yeah, no, he, you know, he's got a couple of injuries. Is he as good as he was, though? That's the thing. I want him to be. I do. I, do. I want no, him to no, be. No, I don't think you were questioning, is he as good as he was? I think you were just being horrible to him. That's what he remembers. Anyway. I said he went down a lot. He was getting, in games, he was going down True. a lot. True. Uh, anyway, so he could have a big payday at Leon because they are, I know they are looking for a 10. Uh, but I got a job offer last week. Where? I don't think I can take it because it's part of the rumour mill. Philippe Saint-André to Montpellier. Really? Mm. Well, let's get him on and ask him. Well, I messaged him. I said, mate, do you need a kicking coach? And he just sent back, thumbs up, how much do you want? I said, I don't think I'm welcome in France at the minute. So No, I, I, probably not. <laughs> probably not. But yeah, that is a rumour. Philippe Saint-André taking over at Montpellier. Where's Vern going to go then? Because I've heard that he's leaving. He's going back to New Zealand. Scootland. Don't say it. 
Don't say it. The rabbits are coming back, mate. Mate. Well, he likes Greg Laidlaw. He's retired from Scotland as well. We give him a big shout. He's done unbelievable. And Vern said very nice things about it, that he would work with him again. Never said that. Did not say that. Did he not say that about when you? When I walked in, kicked the door down and said, Vern, I am out. And he says, you're out where? I says, I'm out, I'm out, mate. I'm retiring. He never said that. He was like, good. Good riddance. So, Any other rumours floating around? I saw, I've seen a couple of ridiculous. Have you seen the Nick Abendon on? Ding along, don, don, don. To Glasgow. I saw an interview with him at Claremont that he had a plus one and they don't want to keep it. He's yeah. been a rock star there. He's had a lot of injuries though over the last couple of years. So he was a rock star and he, he's still a quality player, but it's like evolution of the squad, isn't it? So you like Sexton, it. like exactly what I'm saying about Sexton. You're horrible, Jim. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, no, so yeah, it was an interesting interview, wasn't it, with Ed Jackson? Uh, he was basically putting himself out there to say, uh, can someone offer me a contract? Uh, it's tough, you know, when you're at the age 33, 34, however old Bendy is. Yeah. Some people will go, oh, he was European Player of the Year a few years ago. But living in the here and now, that club has got to know they're going to get value for money for a player that should and, and wants to be well paid. I'm here in Nakarawa, Harlequins, after a short stint at Glasgow. Should we have a look at some social media questions? Oh, oh gosh. Let's. Come on, let's. Before yeah. we uh, open up the questions, uh, shall we just have a few um, Fit15 entries? You guys got anyone for this week? Well, we have to. I we, forgot about it. But yeah. yeah. I mean, who we got? Well, uh, uh, am I in the second row now? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the inside centre position okay second rows i'll tell you what i saw on instagram recently victor matfield oh yeah he's got that look of you know he's got that edgy kind of look to him hasn't he? yeah long hair yeah long hair he's just like big strong jaw like my good self um yeah his mane smelt good as well i mentioned shabal i pulled his hair once and smelt me and after it smelt good uh victor was the same smelt his hair yeah well yeah under his scrum cap how'd you get in there because he always wore a scrum cap no I pulled his scrum cap off of course I did lad um, <laughs> another lie yeah so yeah, Victor gonna, Matfield yeah yeah I, I mean it, it ain't it ain't I ain't putting backers in there Mate, he looks like he's eating you goody <laughs> poor thing poor thing um, so he definitely ain't going in there yeah I'm going to put Victor in there not Devon Toner unfortunately not thank no, you no why have you been horrible I'm not I'm just, I'm, he's just he's just not fit in the 15 but there we go Victor Matfield, second row. Inside centre, easy one for me. He's a big, beautiful specimen. He's very tall. Oh, Sonny Bill. Sonny Bill, my mate. You know, he's a boxer, he's a rugby player, he's a rugby league player. He's got a load of money. He's good looking. He's hard as you like. Yep. He is absolutely ripped to the hills. And he's that good and that fit that he can have his surname tattooed on his back. There we go. Sonny Bill is my fit 15 inside centre. Ian Paris has tweeted us, uh, what's the best Christmas social you've ever been on? Oh, Christmas socials. I remember one at Leicester back in the glory days where Boris Stankovic was Shrek and he'd uh, painted himself green. Um, and there was a few people in the team that had green on their foreheads as well. I don't know why. <laughs> Off his forehead. Um, Ollie Richardson, who was the conditioner, was a scuba diver. He went off the canal bridge um, to go and get some stuff from the bottom of the canal, trolley and stuff like that in Leicester. You loved him in. Um, I was a gorilla. In fancy dress as well. Do you remember the uh, the Cadbury chocolate um, gorilla that had a drum? So I used to, I had a drum as well. So I was, I can I, feel yeah, so I was going dum, 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 and uh, we had a guy called James Black Blackie. Uh, he came as a condom. <laughs> Great condom. That's what happened. So Blackie's jumped in the canal as a condom, and Ollie Richardson, the scuba diver, has gone to get him. Fish him out. He's gone to fish him out. Yeah. And Andy, that was, Andy Rowe, you could have been there. Oh, yeah, I could have. Actually. Yeah, you, the fish, yeah, you would have been the fish that was caught up in the trolley yeah. and the nappy that was in the Leicester Canal. Um, 
lovely. Um, that, yeah, that was one of the Christmas do's that we had. Who was it with? Leicester, back in the glory oh. days. I can't remember. Yeah, Jono was Tarzan as well. I can't remember what I wore that day. Was I He-Man? Probably. Were you He-Man? I think I was What he- do you mean? I, you think, were I, was, I think I came as He-Man. Yeah. That makes sense. The lid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because of the lid, obviously. Oh, my word. Um, I think I came as He-Man. I'm yeah. trying to remember. Yeah, just scrap that. I came as Superman as well, though. <laughs> And David McKenzie also uh, tweeted off the back of that question as well, which club has the best Christmas party? I don't think there are, a lot of them are gone now, haven't they? Mm, poor things. I mean, Christmas games come thick and fast, don't they? So It's changed now. Yeah. It has. Like, like Christmas was a time to celebrate. When I got towards the end of my career, I, they, these were the games. Like we mentioned Johnny Sexton's in Dubai or wherever he is somewhere really nice and hot. He is injured. I'm up at Newcastle, mate. Newcastle away while George Cruz has decided to have Christmas off again. Paul Dizami. Well, Johnny Howard actually tweeted in, who loved to pull a hammy sighting during the match before the Christmas break the most? Henry Tuolangi. What? Hamstring chief. The that's chief. what he said. That's what he said. Hamstring chief. So we were calling him Christmas hamstring chief. We didn't tell him to his face. Every Christmas, hamstring's gone chief. Christmas calf was always a good one as well. Yeah. It was all, all the back. The, yeah, the, the, back, that the was always Cruz, the back. Yeah, because you, you can't scan it really back, and yeah. to see how bad it is. It's, it's like stiff. stiff back, no doubt. No doubt, I, I, I'll go. I'll do it. Um, there's a few Christmas. There's a few Christmas ha- calves and hammies. And yeah. Back. yeah. Smart. They're the smart ones. Mm. You get Christmas off. You normally get hammered if you're playing away from home. And then you get dropped. And then the guy that pulled out comes back in. There's a reaction. That takes you into the business end of the season. Is that what that... This is why you, you don't like Aaron Farrell, isn't it? Why? Well, it, was that off the back of yeah, Newcastle? Yeah, that, that was him. He, he went on holiday with his family. I didn't see my whole family over Christmas. Come back stiff as a board. Mondays had two weeks off. <laughs> fires a ball at me in training the ball comes straight off my head and he's going mad at me Jim I can catch it why don't you catch it I tried to Owen I'm fucked can't see it you need to slow the ball down I'm fucking shite you are you shite <laughs> Jack Brown has tweeted in what are you guys having for Christmas meal has Goody been eating the kids advent calendar chocolates well they're, they're too young to understand what an advent calendar is so you do need to so eat yes. it <laughs> so I've you know, of course and it, you know we're twins people buy them stuff and they can't be eating all the chocolate they can't so I'm doing them a favour I'm eating their chocolate and I'll continue to do that throughout this Christmas period uh, I'm quite lucky on Christmas day actually why the chef working is he <laughs> I've got two Christmas dinners you'll be surprised uh, on the same day yeah going to my brother's and then uh, back at mine and got a chef coming in to <laughs> cook us all dinner so yeah um, such a contrast day eh? because plenty of turkeys because I'm on a family whatsapp chat and I've gone out and I've gone and sourced the meat basically I've gone to the butchers down the road and I've got a turkey crown with bacon and so I'll take a picture as you do your good life put it on the old whatsapp group oh that looks lovely I was like Beck's cooking it bring your chainsaw <laughs> she's like filthy she's like why are you saying that for and that's had a straight I was like every time you cook the meat I was like I'm telling you Dry. it's like it's like a Timberland boot <laughs> <laughs> so what, as a man why don't you do it why don't you have a go well I am That's that was my point I thought just get she, said, well, to do it. Well, she said you do it I was like well I will you don't can need to bring cook? a chainsaw then what do you mean kind of cook you've got to keep basting the turkey mean? mate keep basting that turkey is that what Pablo says is it <laughs> that's what I've seen the chef do it is this big long thing that he gets the juices and <laughs> mate, all over it, ain't it. That, it ain't that difficult is it but yeah so my, I tell you my chainsaw was blunt from last year my goodness we had beef never again Rodri152 has tweeted what's your favourite Christmas film oh, Elf oh really what's yours Home Alone oh okay yeah I like Home Alone that's good Love Actually as well keep the change you filthy animal yeah I like that one Elf 
Uh, Will Ferrell. Hilarious. And the final tweet from Dan Wilson. Ever been asked to do a panto? I can see Jim being a panto villain. Conversation for New Year's Eve. Apparently Joe's bringing out a new movie. I see myself as... She needs a freak. The Vinnie Jones of, of rugby. The freak. Vinnie eh? Jones of rugby. I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, you know Martin Bayfield was the body double for Hagrid. No, well, that's not me, is it? I'm more like... Are you front camera? So you're not a body double, you're an actual actor. Like I'm watching The Irishman on Netflix, the gangster mm. movie. I'm like, I need to be one of them guys who gets killed. Well, that's me. But then your life's over. Yeah, wearing a leather jacket, though. I look cool as shit. <laughs> right, well, let's finish things off with the good, the bad, and the ugly, which is brought to you this week by Budgie Smuggler UK. Goody, rugby and Christmas are your two favourite things in life, aren't they? They certainly are, and chocolate, and Guinness. Well, I've got the perfect thing for you. Jack Noel has released an exclusive pair of festive-themed Budgie Smugglers, the Jack Noels. Well, I've seen them. Apparently, he's given all the extra lads a pair for Christmas. I reckon Ben Mooney, see, see what I've done there, because you can pull him down, you'll see his bum, it's a full moon, it's a Mooney. Anyway, um, it will look great in them. Well, they are exclusively at budgiesmuggleruk.com. So just head to the website, check them out, as well as the full range of men's, women's, and kids' smugglers and stocking fillers. And if you enter the code pod, 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 you'll get free shipping as well. Well, talking of budgie smuggler, we have some more presents here. Yeah, careful of the hemorrhoid. Um, superstitions there's uh, budgie smugglers in there I reckon from budgie smugglers definitely going to be budgie smugglers oh it's a big box goody will you put these on Christmas day please it's a, it's a big box am I this big and send me a picture my good it's not I got it wrong it's a jumper okay, I'm going to read my card big Jim you absolute hero holding everything together on the rugby pod you've been an absolute joy to listen to your stories are insightful um, you look cool as shit and we love working with you every year, and we're going to work with you for the rest of our lives. You are Mr. Budgie Smuggler. Thanks for your help with everything. Have a really good Christmas to you and your family. Sending smugly love to you and your family, and loads more smugly love to you and your family. Love from the team, Linny, Jimmy, and the Budgie Smuggler crew. Hashtag, Jim is a legend. Well done, Jim. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Budgie Smuggler guys. an absolute lie that is. Too goody from Budgie Smuggler. Is that yours? Uh, mine says, Goody, whatever Jim's just read out is an absolute load of shit. Uh, we are wishing you a Merry Christmas. We love how you say it as you see it. P.S. Fucking hell, Jim's a clown. He talks a load of shit. He's got yellow he teeth. He thinks himself. Thinks very highly of himself and his teeth and breath are absolutely horrendous. Happy New Year. <laughs> Do you guys want to hear the card that they wrote me? No, you're no, right. Now you're right, mate. Plenty of good this weekend. We'll start off as it's the last pod of 2019 something that might surprise you what we're going to start off in France oh god and we're going to name the team Toulon Toulon Etzebeth we're going to name the player Etzebeth first touch in the top 14 intercept from uh, 30, 40 60 100 yards out and he's just outpaced everyone Etzebeth not only did he fill in Jim Hamilton when they played South Africa against Scotland but he's created a dynasty already at Toulon what a team I'm now a Toulon fan because Etzebeth's there and Bougelot's uh, gone. And Bougelot's gone. And they absolutely spanked Claremont by 40-odd points. Uh, so that was good. Uh, what else was good? Let's go to the Guinness Pro 14. Sam Davis. Big cojones. Last-minute drop goal for the Dragons to beat the Scarlets in the Interpro derbies. Uh, Leinster, again, 12 wins out of 12 this season. Scoring 400 points against Ulster. Ulster scored 300. I mean, where's the defence there? Absolutely ridiculous, that game. Uh, but Leinster march on. Uh, what else was good? Will Chudley's try for Bath against London Irish. 
Offload Central. They were playing basketball. Lovely to see. Uh, Chris Harris's try uh, for Gloucester uh, and specifically the wheels and skill of Reese Zamet on the wing. Uh, his performance was phenomenal for Gloucester. What else was good? Max Malins, 15 carries, 98 metres made. Eight defenders beaten and two tries. Uh, Exeter going to Welford Road, uh, getting a five-pointer there, being top of the premiership. But for me, the good this week, I was cutting onions in the week. Cutting onions, I was. Oh, good. In my kitchen. And somebody just popped up on my phone. I thought, you know what, I'm going to watch it. Uh, and it was Cardiff Blues and what they've done for Nick Williams. The video of it, flown his mum over. Nick Williams' mum has never watched him play rugby. Uh, so they've flown her over. He didn't have an absolute clue at all. His missus has got involved. and He's wearing socks with his flip-flops. He is, yeah. And the way the Cardiff Blues boys spoke about Nick and how he his family first and he's always got time for people and yet his mother's never watched him play. Cardiff flew his mum over and just to see the big man, how humble and grateful he was for the video first and foremost. But then secondly, when his mum walks down the into the meeting room and gives, her a big, gives him a big hug. Uh, I was just cutting onions, so it, that was the reason there was water on my face. But um, a phenomenal thing for Cardiff Blues to have done. Uh, so the good this week goes to Cardiff Blues. I think that was sweat. I don't think it was. was I think sweat? that was from sweat from moving your hand to press play. Yeah, it might have been actually. Might have been. Normally Pablo will push it for you. Why that's Pablo? Just, well, that's the yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, bad. Um, a few bits of bad. Uh, the defence in the Leinster versus Ulster game. Oh, come on. It's Christmas. Don't be horrible. 96 points between them. Defence was optional, boys. But it was still a enthralling game to watch uh, what else was bad the Ospreys lost again uh, this time at home to the Blues they've just they've won just one of 12 games this season what else was bad we talked about Ebenezer debut for too long we'll talk about another legend of the game making a debut but it wasn't for too long it was for Pooh Poe sorry Poe Ben Smith, red carded. Christmas off uh, mate wise, smart man mate, wise wise so that was pretty bad um London Irish, they were pretty bad. Uh, a disappointing defeat at home, 31-3 down at half-time uh, and end up losing that game comprehensively. They'll be pretty annoyed with their performance before Christmas. But there's a joint bad this week and it's all about the lids. Now, my lid is on point these days. I've had it done. The hair's moved from the back to the front. So I can talk about lids now. Jim's is going very thin. I'm hoping uh, Santa brings the dust. I've run out. <laughs> I'll Santa for the dust. But two horrible, horrible, bad, bad, bad lids at the weekend. So it's a shared bad. The first one, Sam Bedlow, the Bristol Inside Centre. Horrifically. Bedlam. I see what you've done there, yeah, Jim. Yeah, big man, Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bedlam, but his name's Bedlow. Uh, Sam Bedlow, horrific lid. And then an old teammate of mine, an old teammate of Jim Hamilton's, Rory Jackson. Oh, my lid and Tash combo. He looked terrific, didn't he? It was ridiculous, yeah. I'll be honest. He played very well, got Simbin, but I mean, without lid, you, you can't take your eyes off you it. You can't do it, eh? You can't do it, no. Uh, so the bad this week goes to the two lids, Sam Bedlow and Rory Jackson. Uh, the ugly, there isn't any ugly this week really for me, but there is some sad news around the game. Uh, Ibrahim Diara, the former cast back rower, uh, died at the age of just 36. I uh, played against him a few times. He smashed me quite a few times on the field as well. But um, very sad news that he's passed away from a heart attack. Really sad news around the game. You, you just see the outpouring of players that have played with and against him and how sad that is at 36 years of age, unfortunately. Um, very sad news. Yeah. Thanks, Goody. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, producer Tim. Thanks, camera Sam. And thank you very much for listening as well. Don't forget to subscribe, follow us on Twitter, review us on iTunes, and check out our Superfans monthly subscription service at patreon.com forward slash the rugby pod. Merry Christmas. Ugh. Rugby pod. Merry Christmas. Ugh. Pod, pod, pod. Ugh.